Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Business here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bokovin. He is Nick Sainert. And we're joined on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline uh, by a, 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 a listener. We didn't get the name here. Well, what, who, who is this on the on the line? This is Mike. Mike. How are you doing? Mike. We, yeah, thought, yeah. we thought we recognized the voice, Mike. We'll be honest. We thought we recognized the voice. We just forgot to ask you your name. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, I just wanted to share a story I read about. When you guys were talking about a lifetime contract, and I remember reading, you know, Nebraska had about 20 years of down football. Bob Devaney comes in, and right away they win. And they had two, three good winning years in a row. And one of the sports writers says, you know, Bob, are you thinking about asking for a lifetime contract? He said, no. He said, I had a friend in the coaching fraternity, and he had several good years, and he gave him a lifetime contract. But after a couple bad years, the athletic department called him into his into his office, the athletic director, and declared him legally dead. So he <laughs> said, "I'm not going to do that." Yeah, I, a lot. <laughs> thank awesome. you, Mike. Yeah, that sounds like that's that's the dilemma that's you get in with a lifetime contract. You have to. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to have to hire somebody that's outside of the you know off the books. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, I I don't know. Do you ever think Nebraska will get to a point with something in our lifetime where we'll talk about a lifetime contract? It's hard to imagine right like, now. Like, are we surprised it? that Iowa hasn't offered Kirk Ferentz one? Because <laughs> they're not firing he's, he's Kirk Ferentz. One, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, they, they don't have any reason to now, but like maybe like six or seven years ago. It was they kinda, did. It felt yeah. like it was getting close. Um, I don't know. It, it's I, – I don't – I don't know if it's a good idea. I, I think it's. I feel like silly. you're just you're just hitching your wagon to one thing, and yeah, you, I mean, and you never know what can happen. We've seen that. Like, I hate to I hate to bring it up, but like, who knows? I mean, a Joe Paterno situation. Oh, that's right. That's you know true. I mean? That's like, a really good point. That's a guy that would definitely get a lifetime contract yeah. anywhere, and you just don't. You don't. I I just. I wouldn't plan for that stuff. I mean, baseball That's contracts are big enough. I don't think we need lifetime contracts. Yeah. That, so here, here's actually not lifetime contract, but I was reading the other day. Do, do you know Tom Allen's buyout in Indiana this year? What is that? $26.5 million. Because mm. they signed him to a big extension because he had that one promising year. Yeah. And then they uh, – so now they're, like, stuck with him. Like, even if they go winless this year, which is a possibility – they will not fire Tom Allen because he's got a $26.5 million buyout. That's and crazy. So I read that. Um, I, I can't remember what. I want to say it was on that uh, ESPN article that we were talking about yesterday that Tom Allen has a $26.5 million buyout uh, football coach contract. Um, because, oh, contact, not contact information, contract. I pulled up his phone number. Yeah, so he had a twenty, or excuse me, Tom Allen's seven-year, twenty-seven point three million dollar deal that he signed in December of twenty nineteen, are a one million dollar signing bonus, a free car. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, what is this? Lucrative benefits include a million dollar signing bonus, a free car, unlimited family use of the Indiana golf course, <laughs> nice, <laughs> an average annual salary of five hundred grand, and a ten thousand dollar annual Adidas allowance. Oh, what that is so awesome! <laughs> he ha- he has the 18th as of 2021. He had the 18th best contract in the nation. 
Yeah, I don't know if he necessarily deserves that, but for no. if, if you have one good year, I mean, that's what you have to do at Indiana to try to keep the guy around, I suppose. Do you know what's crazy? They've had two coaches since Nebraska's been in the Big Ten. You know, we kind of think about, we were talking about the other coaches that, you know, when Nebraska joined, you know, who was kind of around at that time. Yeah. It's it's hard to even it's hard to even think you know and and I, part of it's because Nebraska doesn't play Indiana. I brought this up before. I call them the anti-rival because yep. Nebraska's been in the conference for eleven years. I think it was the third time. Um, so they played once play at the, once on the road in their fraudulent seven and zero start. They played them once on the road. They yeah. played them once at home when Noah Vedral right. was the, started. Luke McCaffrey played. Yep, Luke McCaffrey played as well. They and then now like they'll play this one. Twenty-two of twenty-five or something. Remember that? I do remember like, that. Kind of That's really right. Efficient passing. They lost though. They did lose. They lost though. Yeah. Um, yeah so here in twenty twenty-one, Indiana football coach Tom Allen gets new seven-year deal with one million dollar annual raise. So, geez, here's the thing though: they finished twelfth in the AP poll in twenty nineteen. So, like you said, Bach, they get one good year. Allen, who was fifty years old at the time, was twenty-four and twenty-two. And he got a seven-year extension. Like, he arrived... Okay, so it says he arrived in, as Indiana's defensive coordinator in 2016, replaced Kevin Wilson as head coach of Dece- on December 1st of 2016. Um, But his buyout drops to 50% of his remaining compensation for the next year. So they they owe him... I read the other day they owe him like twenty three million if if they want to fire him this year, Jeez. and it's it's the same situation as Nebraska was in there. You just don't you don't fire him, right? Obviously, expectations at Nebraska are a lot higher than Indiana. That yeah, now. you have to renegotiate yeah. it if if they have a bad year. Now they did get uh, Connor Bazelock. Yeah. Who here's the thing, Buck? I was talking actually at one of the Nebraska press conferences. Indiana came up because. There's a uh, Channel 8's new sports sports anchor, Lauren Michelson, went to school at Missouri and covered the football program. Okay. So I was asking her about Connor Bazelock. Yeah, and <laughs> of course. She, Connor Bazelock, I guess, is legit. Okay. So maybe Indiana, they don't have the ball it, it's, it's not Michael Penix, obviously. Right. And they don't have Tevin Coleman in the background. He was. Yeah. Well, he's at Washington now. Yeah. Um, they don't have Patrick Michael. O'Brien's still there. <laughs> P.O.B. Gosh, that's great. Graduated eventually. I think he went to. Didn't did he go to Washington after Colorado State? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, he like started a few games at Colorado State. It's like yeah, probably Washington then. That's natural progression of things. Hold on, Patrick O'Brien. We're <laughs> gonna look up P.O.B. There was a lot. I, I wish he would have worked out a little bit better in Nebraska. Wow, there's a lot of quarterbacks who wish worked out a little bit better in Nebraska. Um, his career stats: three thousand five hundred eighty-seven yards, sixteen touchdowns, ten picks in his career. Um. What year would he have been at Washington? Probably 2021. I think it was last year. Yeah, so he was one for three Yeah, for one yards. <laughs> His one pass completion was for one yard. Well. That's a shame. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a shame. That's not the ending you would hope for. I'm sorry, P.O.B. P.O.B. was actually pretty highly recruited. Or not highly recruited, but he was he was a decent. He chased Terry Wilson off campus, basically. Oh, I forget. I forget that Nebraska was supposed to land Terry Wilson. Which wasn't, I he co- wasn't he uh, committed at one time? He was like, I think he was committed. I can't remember exactly how it worked, but basically Patrick O'Brien was okay with two quarterbacks in the class. Terry Wilson wasn't. Um, so I think it. I think he was committed or something, and then they got Patrick O'Brien's commitment, and then he left. Here's another guy that many people didn't know. On 24-7 sports, he was actually crystal bald, supposed to go to Nebraska, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's right. The quarterback. There was yeah. a lot of interest from Lamar Jackson and Nebraska, both sides. 
that Lamar Jackson was going to come to Nebraska. And uh, then he ended up visiting Louisville and, and ended up committing to well, Louisville. Bo was fired. Bo was, yeah, Bo was fired as well. And then I saw Lamar Jackson rolling and, and against Florida State in his freshman year. And he went off again that game. Uh, Lamar Jackson did in in that uh, he like freaked out, or the the country freaked out because of how good he was doing. Um, yeah, ran for four touchdowns. Lamar Jackson in that game, thirteen of twenty through the air, two hundred sixteen yards, one touchdown, seventeen carries, one hundred and forty six yards, and four touchdowns. As they beat uh, full number two Florida State at home, sixty three to twenty. Oh man! Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, can you guess the quarterback for Florida State? This is after Jameis Winston. Then, yep, right? it was 26, 2016. Okay, September seventeenth, twenty sixteen. This guy was supposed to be good. Is it too late for Deshaun Golson? It was. It, maybe it's not him. Okay, he this guy ended up transferring to Florida Atlantic <laughs> right. because Willie Taggart dismissed him off the team. DeAndre Francois. Oh yeah, DeAndre Francois. Gosh, I almost forgot about that. You name. forget about you forget about Francois. Yeah, there's a few different quarterbacks that just have holy slight, smokes slight appearances for those those teams. You know, just traditional powers that the names are kind of fun. Yeah, he went to then Florida Atlantic. Man, the the, the Willie Taggart era at Florida State was a joke. That is so sad. <laughs> um, he left Oregon though for for Florida State. DeAndre Francois. Career stats: eight hundred and, or excuse me, eight thousand eight hundred and thirteen yards, sixty-two touchdowns, and thirty-five picks. He had a really good year in twenty sixteen. He had thirty-three hundred yards, twenty touchdowns, seven interceptions. Had a good year at Florida Atlantic, twenty-five hundred yards, twenty twenty-six touchdowns. I mean, fourteen picks, I guess. But man, Francois, <laughs> DeAndre Francois. Yeah, at, at one time, as if any, I forget any about that guy. Expected to be the future. Um, 2018. How weird is it, by the way, that uh, <laughs> that Tim Beck might be like the next hot offensive coordinator name? Really, over at North Carolina State? Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that he was at North Carolina. I, I, whenever I think of Tim Beck, I think of his stint at Ohio State when he was the primary recruiter for Tathan Martell, okay. and Tate Martell, who had just a, a tumultuous year or career, excuse me, um, and then I always think about him as the co-offense or co co-quarterbacks coach or offensive coordinator at yeah. Texas. Yeah. He, like, fell up. He he got fired, well, fired along with the rest of the staff, uh, Bo Pelini's staff. And then you're right, he went to Ohio State for a few years, didn't use Ezekiel Elliott in the loss to That's Michigan right. State, so he kind of got some heat for that. Yep. Um, fell upward towards Texas again. Uh, the last, you know, as an offensive coordinator, then he, he was, like, stripped of those duties mid-year. So it's not all like good story, but now North Carolina State, he's been there since 2020, and, and they had a, a top 15 type of team last year. Um, O'Leary's a pretty darn good quarterback, and you know if they get it going again, I mean he could be next year's Mark Whipple. Would Nebraska want to hire Tim Beck? Was back there? Again? Can you were, do that? Did we not like Tim Beck? I don't feel like I think Tim Beck was probably the best offense coordinator that they've had. Remember Sean Watson? It's hard to go, but yeah, Sean Watson <laughs> failed. Um, but he was a whole from the Bill Callahan staff. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'd have to. I'd have to think hard about the best offensive coordinator outside of Tim Beck, since like Frank, I guess, or, or I mean, or, or Tom Osborne. Let us know four zero two four six four five six eight five. Was Tim was Tim Beck your best offensive coordinator? I think so. 
I'm trying to think of of recent offensive coordinators. I mean, it would Langsdorf. be Tro, Troy Walters, <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Quick guys that, that failed. Real yeah, yeah, Danny Langsdorf, Matt Lubick. Yeah. Um. Then there's t- that was Tim Beck before Langsdorf. Yeah. We'll just go back Nebraska offensive coordinators because um, there's got to be a list out there. Okay, here we go. No, not that. <laughs> no, it, it just took me to Nebraska's staff page. Yeah, um, Barney Cotton was the uh, offensive coordinator for a year. Yep. And it's going to make me pay for the article. That's frustrating. <laughs> that is frustrating. You know, Jay Norvell would be right in there too. Jay Norvell, yes, that's right. Colorado State head coach. Um, if you go far, that far back. Yeah, so I'm curious who who Nebraska's best offensive coordinator would have been. I think that's all of it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Then like best, what about best defensive coordinator? Because uh, since Bo Pelini, yeah, since Bo Pelini, since Bo Pelini, um, yeah, I, th- I think you would you would say that Shenander is probably the best one then because I I, th- I was thinking that last year he's probably the best defensive coordinator prospect that you've had since Carl Carl Pelini. Oh yeah, yeah. But if you, I mean, if you put Bopelin in there, he's obviously a level above those guys. Some, some more, uh, more connections. Was Tim Beck at Texas when Sean Eichhorst was there? <laughs> I th- probably. Oh my God, that's where Sean Watson is. Sean Watson is at Wofford College. Oh, is he falling that far? Oh no, that's too bad. He was falling up in the recruiting cycle for a while too. So he was, he was Lamar Jackson's offensive coordinator at Louisville. So he, uh, yeah, that's what Mississippi Mud Dog just asked if he was at Louisville when when uh, Lamar Jackson was there. Yeah. So he was at Nebraska from 06 to 2010, Louisville from 2011 to 2013, Texas from 2014 to 2015, then the Indiana uh, offensive and quarterbacks coach. Then he was stripped of the offensive coordinator title and just became the quarterbacks coach. Mm -hmm. Then went to Pittsburgh. Then Georgia, then Northern Iowa, and now Wofford. Wofford. He was 11-22 and 22 as a head coach at Wofford Southern do? Illinois. Fighting Penguins? No way. No, I don't know. What no are. way they are. Terriers. I Terriers. Think. Yeah. yeah, nice yeah, job. Penguins would be cooler. Yeah, that is... Okay, so so Tim Beck would have been at Texas at what time? Or what, what years? Uh, I just had it in front of me. Uh, it was like 2000... It was after Ohio State, so... 2017 to 2019. Where's Sean Eichhorst? <laughs> Try to look for Sean Eichhorst. I'll look real quick on Sean Eichhorst doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Oh, probably not. He's uh, an athletic director. He has to. <laughs> Nobody, I, I don't think so. Uh, the Southern Raven text line, 402-464-5685. to get to, to your, some of your response. Every other alf- athletic director <laughs> has... A Wikipedia page except Sean Eichhorst. How do you know? Because I have the list of athletic directors. Oh, dating, Nebraska athletic Yeah, right. Nebraska athletic directors dating back to 1920. And there's a link to their Wikipedia page. And there's page. a link to every single athletic director except Sean Eichhorst <laughs> from 2013 to 2017. Well, we all just kind of want to forget about him. Maybe he's hiding behind a bleeping rock. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's nice throwback. Yeah, uh, Doug true. says uh, Tim Beck was a bad play caller, but I'm nostalgic for his 2012 offense, going from five wide to I formation in two plays was mm. fun. Uh, I you know I I think you can always say somebody's a bad play caller. Plays don't work out here and there. I, I think it was pretty solid. I mean they were averaging like 35 points a game when he was their their offensive coordinator. Uh, Byron says remember the bowl game against USC when he threw 50 times. 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. He also remembers the, the diamond formation was the best. Underutilized, definitely, in Tim Beck's uh, playbook, but that was uh, pretty nice there. Um, so st still trying to look for Sean Eichhorst, uh, a Sean Eichhorst so, site, sighting, I should say. Somebody says Sean Eichhorst was at Southern Southwest Assemblies of the God. <laughs> Southwest Assemblies of God. I need to stop saying of the oh, God. Well, yeah. It sounds cool to be <laughs> of the God. Of the God. Um, I'll just have to look at his LinkedIn page. <laughs> I'm serious. That's how I'm going. It's directing me to his LinkedIn page. Well, there you go. So hold on, hold on. Let's because I have to. I hold on. We gotta LinkedIn. pay this off. We'll yeah, we will. We will. We'll, we'll figure this out. Sean Icorse because I need to know if he's still at Texas. There he is. He's probably with the. Oh he's probably gosh. hanging out with Mike. I have Riley a connection. The USFL. He's gonna get the. He's gonna get the uh, notification that I. Sir, I looked at his profile. Um, highlights. You both worked at University of Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are basically buddies. We're, we're friends. Yeah. Um, Did you work at the university? Yeah, I was an ambassador for. I, oh, I that's gave right. tours. An ambassador. The University of Texas at Austin Marquette University Law School. Um, he's a founder. So his title is founder, owner, and president of SE Twenty Three Enterprises LLC. So I don't think he's at Texas anymore. Oh no, he is deputy athletic director. He's chief operating athletic. He's uh, a chief, deputy and a chief. Yeah, chief operating officer at the University of Texas at Austin. Yeah, well, more reason wow. to cheer against him and dislike Texas. July 2018 to today. Hmm. Maybe he was part of uh, getting the plan to get Quinn Ewers over there to Texas. Maybe. Could be. There it is, director of athletics, University of Nebraska-Lincoln from 2012 to 2017. Uh, don't remind us. Dang. <laughs> Tried to get rid of the Black Friday he games. Was, I'll never at, forgive him for that. He was at Miami for a year and seven months. I'm. This is great. He went to University of Wisconsin Whitewater and Marquette. That's right. Go Golden Eagles. He wants. I also worked at the University of Nebraska in parking. <laughs> and the first week he was hired, he went the wrong way in one of the parking lots. And then he's looking at me. He's like, "Can I go this way?" I was like, "Dude." You're the athletic director. <laughs> of course you, you can go this way. You can do whatever way. you want, <laughs> but no, you shouldn't go this way. This is a one-way. I didn't know what to do. I froze. Like, that's the new athletic so, director. I don't okay. know. It's, I know. Gosh, I know we have to <laughs> – I have a parking story to tell you after this with one of my friends, All right. and he gave he gave Fred Hoybrick a parking ticket, so i got to tell you this. <laughs> we'll get parking stories more coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler 93.7 The Ticket.